All right. Before we get into it, we want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Anchor. And if you haven't already heard of Anchor, it's seriously the easiest way to make a podcast, guys. And it's how we distribute Draft Queens to your earballs and out to all of you. And not to mention it's free. So if you're thinking about making your own podcast, or if you just want to check out other podcasts, go to anchor.fm or download the Anchor app today. What's up, everybody? It's your Draft Queens, Kate and Michelle, and we are back on this Tuesday to bring to you part two of our four-part mini-series of positional breakdowns for fantasy football. And today's breakdown in our ranking is for the quarterback position, the captain of the team. Michelle, how are you feeling about today's breakdown and quarterback rankings to go through those? How are you feeling? I feel good. I think there's a lot of names that you're not going to be surprised to hear us talk about, but there mm-hmm. have been there have been a lot of interesting personnel changes, not just in the not really as much in the QB position, but more in the wide receiver positions for said mm, QBs, which yeah. I think has helped elevate a couple of these guys um maybe even more so than last year just with some of their wide receiver pickups. So I don't think any of this will come as much of a surprise who we talk about as the top five. And we'll, you know, we'll do the same thing we did for RBs. We'll pick, we'll pick a little sleeper. Kate has now learned what a sleeper is. Uh, so hopefully this yesterday's episode, (laughs) hopefully this, hopefully this sleeper pick will actually be one of those, but, uh, (laughs) but I feel good. I think it's going to be fun. There, there were some, look, number one and number two, are were fucking superstars last year and i i definitely yeah. see super superstardom again for them you know mm-hmm. in in this coming year and so i i've got the the man the myth the legend patrick mahomes at number one you've got him at number one okay interesting because we obviously if you listened yesterday you already know this but michelle and i are not exchanging notes for these breakdowns so we're going we're naming our top five and then a sleeper in each positional ranking. So you've got Patrick Mahomes at number one. I far and away have Lamar Jackson. Ooh, I have Lamar Jackson. Far and yeah. away. Far oh, and away. Okay. Far right. and away. I, I um, listen. I I will tell you as best I can why, and it's based on uh, a number of moves that have happened in the last couple weeks. Uh, Earl Thomas is no longer with uh, the Baltimore Ravens, which is the team Lamar Jackson is on, obviously. I feel like there are some shakeups happening, but we know one thing about Lamar Jackson. He steps up and he is a force. I think he's going to have less help than he wants. And what happens then with Lamar Jackson is he steps up, he turns the burners on more, and he's even more unpredictable. He's even less coverable. He's even more dynamic. I think the guy is an absolute, absolute, absolute stud. Um, My one reservation about Lamar Jackson, and I think this is with any running quarterback, is the propensity to get hurt. So Mm. in that case, your pick for Patrick Mahomes, to me, feels safer. So I could see that bumping him into the number one spot for quarterbacks but tell me why patty why are you going pat pat M? i like i like that we agree to disagree on this one i mean look both of them are unbelievable like yeah. they make they make the whole running quarterback thing look easy it's 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 beyond me how they can yeah. even make it look so damn good and so easy mm-hmm 
I mean, I don't know. I, I think I'm just like, I have this like enamorment, if that's even a word. I'm enamored <laughs> is probably a better way of saying it. With Mahomes, I just like love his energy. I think, like I said, I think he just makes it look so easy. Like I've never seen a dude run to the right and then run to the left and then yeah. still throw a perfect spiral 50 yards down the field. Like how do you even do that? So he just yeah. is amazing to me. And I think again, like, you know, you're coming off of a Super Bowl season and, and you know, your your expectations are probably pretty high, but hopefully your energy is high too. And you carry that through even amidst all the craziness that's going on right mm-hmm. now. But I mean, look, it, I, I think... I think both of them are amazing. I just happen to, I think, have like a little bit of like, like a yeah. enamorment. Like I said, I just think he's freaking incredible, Mahomes. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And there's this actually pretty incredible story about uh, before he signed his first big check with the NFL. I don't know. Reading his backstory only adds to that enamorment. But I, I think we can agree on one thing that we disagree on the one, two spots. I think the one thing we can agree on is you should take one of these two guys as your quarterback if you can. And they are, for me, they are the only two people who are who I'm considering my tier one, if you will. Tier one being they are interchangeable. They are in the same level of playing. And if you took a Lamar Jackson versus a Patrick Mahomes, I think you would be in an equally good position. They're just... Syner- the synergies are there in terms of their player type. They are the best quarterbacks in the league. So I think that that kind of goes without saying, but I'm going to go and say it because it's our podcast. <laughs> we can say whatever we want. Okay, Woo-hoo! great. We'll, we'll compare numbers at the end of the season and see who really was number one. Maybe it was mm-hmm. one of these guys. Who knows? Maybe it won't be num- one of these guys. So I wonder who in that case, because then then it takes us to the number three spot. And Mm -hmm. I have a couple of guys who I think are very interesting for that spot. But to your point earlier, very interesting depending on coaching staff changes, depending on player changes, trades in the offseason, and just the general weirdness of 2020. So I have some thoughts on the next three players to round out our top five. But Do you have a do you have a strong opinion about your number three? Otherwise, I think I have mine. I think I, think. I have mine. I'm pretty sure I have mine. You want to say it on three and then see <laughs> if we say the same thing? Yeah, let's do it. This is fun. Okay, ready? One, two, three. Dak Kyler Prescott. Murray. Mm. No. What do you mean? Really? No. You can't tell me no. Okay. All right. All right. Let's give Kyler to me. Give me your give me your elevator pitch. Uh, so similar to what we were talking about, or what I kicked off saying about quarterbacks is what I found really interesting in the offseason here was that Arizona picked up DeAndre Hopkins and so I feel like Kyler didn't necessarily have like a major I don't know like a like a stud last year and you know I I just think having someone like DeAndre is gonna be a big help they obviously have Larry Fitzgerald as well who is you know, he's amazing, but he's a little bit older, but he's still amazing. And I just think having like a little bit more of like that seniority and experience with the DeAndre to sort of split the field with Larry Fitzgerald. They also have Christian Kirk. I just feel like his, his wideouts has gotten stronger Mm -hmm. this year, which to me put him in that number three spot over Dak. That's so interesting. And also that reminds me that he has Kenyon Drake as his as his RB1. So yep. I was not really thinking about the 
I, I wasn't thinking about DeAndre Hopkins. It's a really good call. I mean, and and it occurs to me that uh, not Kenyon Drake, that Kyler Murray is similar in play style, at least in my mind, to a Russell Wilson. They're mm-hmm, similar in mm-hmm. stature. They can run, run quite a bit, but you know they have to have guys to look at. So. A DeAndre Hopkins can maybe be that missing piece that elevates Kyler Murray. That's a, that's an interesting take, Michelle. I I had him further down. I think I had him in my five or my six. I I did not have him even three or four. All right. Well, maybe I convinced you to move him up. But tell me about Dak. Your number three. Oh my God. Who doesn't love Dak Prescott? Okay. Me. And this is... I think me. I think I don't think really? I love him. I just wow. Don't think... I find him to be inconsistent. That that will be my word that I use for for okay. Dak. Okay, I'm I'm just going to I'm going to give him uh, here we go, my elevator pitch. So, Dak Prescott, I think that similar to my number 2ing of Ezekiel Elliott, Ezekiel Elliott versus um any other running back, quite frankly, in the number 2 spot, but um specifically Saquon Barkley, I feel the same way about Dak Prescott. They've had enough time together, the two of them, where I feel like it can be a super successful season. And generally, I do feel good while Dallas has had kind of a bummer last couple years. I feel like this could be the year where Dallas just steps it up. You know, they've been okay, okay. but you yeah. you know the Cowboys franchise. Like, there is some glimmer there. I love there. the Cowboys franchise. Love, I know love, you love. do. I just, Dak just is a little... He's just a little inconsistent for me. But to your point, he does have Zeke. He does have Amari again. There's definitely some yeah. chemistry there. But I'm not a lot. See, this is a team that not a lot has changed in the offseason. Could be good. Mm-hmm. Could be bad, right? Could be maybe they're just going to click better because they've all played together, you know, longer. So That's what that I'm was, hoping. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping. I mean, and yeah, Amari Cooper, I think, is really interesting. Again, like to give looks there uh, between... The three of those um, RB1, wideout one, and QB1, I mean, I think it lo- it looks good. To me, it feels good, and I like the consistency. That's why I made the stupid mistake of picking up uh, Aaron Jones and Aaron Rodgers year over year. But wah, say wah. it. I think that Dallas could maybe emulate sort of the Green Bay model in some ways and be a really tight pair. So... That's why my money's on Dak, but we have very, I mean, we have different opinions. That's uh, fine. Big time. Right, so, about- so, so, so far, though, at least in our top four now, we've got yeah. Holmes, Jackson, Prescott, Kyler Murray. We agree that those yes. guys are in the top four. We just, we have them jumbled, you and I, a little bit. Yeah, I agree. And I, I, I mean, Kyler, like I said, he kind of falls to my number six in some worlds, but okay. I can, right. I can be convinced. I can be convinced. I, I do have two other guys who are kind of vying yeah, for my four who, and five spot. Who rounds out, who rounds out like the top five? Well, this is kind of similar to your thinking. Again, similar thinking with two institutions that are very different. So the Seattle Seahawks and the Houston Texans. So obviously the Seahawks have Russell Wilson. He's a player just like Kyler Murray. He is nimble. He is seasoned. So he's a seasoned Kyler Murray. He looked really good last year. And I have high hopes for the guy. He really outperformed in a lot of fantasy leagues. I am keeping him in my top five. I might even bump him into top four. But Russell Wilson, to me, I think is interchangeable in some ways with a Kyler Murray, with a Dak Prescott, and my final pick of top five, who is Deshaun Watson. And 
the tricky part about him, and I need to familiarize myself a little bit more with their receiver core. But... I will familiarize you. Don't worry. I'm going to flip through my uh, <laughs> 1990s magazine over here. I'm the only person not using the computer for everything. But I'll, I'll enlighten you after you finish. I, I need some help with Deshaun Watson because we know how dynamic he is. We know he has the propensity to be a really strong player. We know that the Texans, especially with J.J. Watt back this year, and that's a different story, um, but has that morale boost to kind of maybe push Watson into the next echelon. But I, I, I'm i a little nervous about the Texans just in general. And to me, DeAndre Hopkins, you know, he is a beast, but he is no longer there, right? He is on the Cardinals now with Kyler Murray. So I'm I'm trying to figure out who Deshaun Watson's going to look at, and it sounds like you you have that information. So please do enlighten me. <laughs> Let me get out my magazine, Kate. And let's you. hear the magazine. Are you you're actually reading a magazine? Like a I hope this comes through on my microphone. Like a draft mom, like a true draft mom, bringing like out the actual old, pieces of paper. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's me. Okay, but here's the thing. This is how I've been sort of looking at it this year. I've been trying I to love look- it not just at the individual player and their stats in each position. I've been trying to be better about looking at who else is on the team because you can't be a great quarterback if you got nothing going on. That's going to be hard for you, you know? So to answer your question, I I like Deshaun. Man, I don't know. It's hard to say which one I like better, Deshaun or Mm. Russell. I think I agree with you that Russell is extremely seasoned. Their team is super strong and tight. And then Deshaun has a few new personnels to get used to. But yeah. I don't know. When I look at the wide receivers for the Texans, I now see Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller, Kenny Stills, Randall Cobb, Kiki Kuti. Now, none of these guys, mm. in my opinion, are like all-star, number one, stud, top tier, yeah. all those you know jargons that you want to use. But they're all really good. They're all really fast. And they're all really capable. So to me, I see that as like, wow, he's got four really strong targets kind of running around out there for him, which feels, Mm -hmm. which feels good, you know, and DeAndre's amazing. And it's a, it's like not a great, you know, it's a loss for, for Houston, but I don't know. I kind of like, I kind of like what he's got over there. So I'm so glad we had this conversation because it sounds like you're putting your money in teams that have burgeoning and new exciting talent and I'm being the old fart who is just looking back at teams who are strengthening their core and haven't switched up quite a bit in the offseason well not necessarily I'm not putting my eggs in either basket I'm just trying to do a better job at looking at the full roster so Mm. then to go back to Russell they haven't changed very much up there you know right but they've got Tyler Lockett DJ Metcalf David Moore, like he's got some incredible targets too. And these guys have played together. So I I don't know that it's like one is better than the other new blood versus, you know, versus not. Mm -hmm. I'm just personally this year trying to be a little more invested in like looking at the full picture and not just picking my players based on that. They're them alone. Yeah. Their individual position. Ah, I I like, I like the forward thinking, Michelle. I like okay. where your head's at, as usual. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Russell be- before Deshaun, though. I think. Okay. All right. I agree with that. I do agree with that. So we kind of are are uh, opposing on Dak and Kyler, perhaps, but we have a top six. It sounds like. So we've got yeah, that's fine. Far and, 
far and away Lamar, Jackson, and Patrick Mahomes. And then somewhere in the three through six spot is Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson. So with all of that in mind, I do Who's have one sleeper? other thing to say. Oh, well, yes. I, have one, I have one other thing to say as it pertains to sleeper. And I am okay. going to pick an actual sleeper, I think, but you're probably okay. going to scold me anyway. It's fine. I'm going <laughs> to give it my best. <laughs> but the one thing I do want to say about every other quarterback in the league is I feel like they're fairly interchangeable. Like the quarterback depth charts across the league right now are super strong. The only people I would really caution you against picking up are Jared Goff and Ryan Tannehill. I do not think that they are viable quarterbacks, but you know what? Tanny, my Manny, but you know what? Everybody else in the whole league, all of the QB ones are strong. So I think just in general, are you sure and- all of them are strong? I just don't really understand how you have how we've talked about quarterbacks for about fifteen minutes and you haven't talked shit about Aaron Rodgers yet. Can you I please enlighten Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> He's in my bottom five. Like as I've listed them out, Aaron Rodgers is in my bottom five. Did you start at the bottom with with him? And then work uh, your way he, up. he's number three from the bottom. So oh, it's wow. Jared Goff at the very bottom, Ryan Tannehill, and then I have Aaron Rodgers holding up the final piece of the caboose. So oh, he's just, God. but he's on my shit list, and that's a heart thing. I still would not pick him up uh, much higher than he's at. But I do, um, I, I, I did want to mention that I think quarterback class this year is pretty strong across the board. I personally, strategically, in my league, I would say pick up a quarterback further down the line, like your four or five pick in your draft, because they all are pretty comparable. But that's my take. I don't know. What do you think? Where are you where are you thinking of picking up a QB and and even any sleepers? I think I mostly agree with that. I think depending on where you fall and how many teams are in your league, if you have if all like if all like the stud stud running backs that we talked about are mm-hmm. gone and you can get a Mahomes or a Lamar, fucking do it so you're not totally screwed for the season. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, sir, my personal opinion, don't don't wait too long, but don't pick them up too early, quarterbacks in, in general. But like I said, I think there's probably some leagues that have, you know, 10, 12, 14 even teams. And if you're sort of in that late game and you're not getting a top-tier running back, but one of these guys is available to you, it it might be worth it. Just my two cents, my two cents. Mm, I like it. I like it. Okay. You want my, All right, you want my, you want my sleeper? I, I, I was just about to ask. I would love your sleeper. Please tell me. Jimmy G. Oh, I love I love Jimmy G. I don't know if it's because he's so handsome, but I just love him. I think he's great. Is he a sleeper? I mean, did I even write him on my list? I think I'm losing my mind. I think I'm losing my mind. I don't even remember how to football because it's been so long. I mean, I guess when I say sleeper, I mean, look, there's definitely, you know, sleeper is normally someone that like you'd never think of that's going to be huge. Mm-hmm. And so perhaps one of the rookies, you know, that that's coming in this year could have one of those, you know, types of seasons. I, I don't know that either that's a sleeper, too, because they were like a number one yeah. draft. But I just I liked Jimmy last year. I think he's probably settling in. He's outside of the top 10 in most of the rankings I'm seeing, even outside of like the top 15. So that's that's how I'm basing it, calling it a sleeper, just because he's sort of, Hmm. you know, outside of that top tier. Okay, I like that. Well, in that case, can I give you my fake sleeper and my real sleeper? (laughs) Yes, please. Because this is this is how this goes now. So my fake sleeper, 
Um, and I, I like that take. Jimmy G did very well in my league last year. He was better than Aaron Rodgers for all intents and purposes. So he's also big, got Gre- yes. he's also got Greg Kittle as his tight end, which we will get to That's tight ends great. later in the week. But again, when we're talking about depth and who he's got to throw to. Kittle's a beast. That's going to be so much fun. Oh, I'm looking forward to Thursday. Okay, but we will we'll get to that. Um, I like your pick. I see your pick. I I'm going with Ben Roethlisberger to start, and oh. I know he's not he's not necessarily a sleeper, so that's why I get like a half sleeper. I'll start with him. Um, I think that he he's just a weirdo. Like I've heard so many stories about him and he doesn't work out. He is just a That's cool. I have a lot to say. I won't offend Pittsburgh fans. Um but Big Ben was out last year. He's constantly hurt. He doesn't work out. He is kind of just like a bump on a log. Explain but to I me think why he's your sleeper? I think he's actually, he always manages to deliver when he's actually in the game, you know? And so he I, he felt last year to me like a bust, which is why this year I feel like I can categorize him as a sleeper. I didn't even put him in the top 10. I think he's like at the bottom of the list. But uh, for what it is, I think if you get to the point where you need to draft someone, I would put him above a Matt Stafford, a Matt Ryan, eh, maybe Matt Ryan, but I would put him above not a Carson Wentz. Okay. Uh, maybe not Matt Ryan. I was As I was saying, I was like, eh, not that okay (laughs) Matt Stafford though for sure Carson Wentz I think he he plays above those players alongside a Drew Brees a Matt Ryan a Josh Allen so um I have him as a sleeper because I think a lot of people are just discounting him does that does that track with you or is this am I just like butchering sleeper again uh I don't think you're butchering (laughs) sleeper I just don't like Ben Roethlisberger yeah, that's fair. A lot of people don't. What do you think of as an actual true sleeper and not even quite sure how this will play out or if this has even been mentioned by anyone because I don't know anything about this guy. Um, but I liked watching LSU to round out season one of Draft Queens and I really like Joe Burrow as a person and as a player. Um, I also like the LSU organization in terms of grooming quarterbacks and players for the NFL ripe out of their uh, in their rookie year. So do you have any thoughts of like college players coming into the league? I don't know. That's kind of on my radar. It's definitely on my radar. I think it's going to be really interesting because these guys are coming into the league in a very non-traditional way with everything mm. going on with COVID and stuff like that. So I, I honestly, it look, it's hard to come in as a rookie to begin with, but I just wonder what that sort of process is going to be like yeah. for them. Is it going to take them longer to get settled? I, I don't, I'm not really sure. It's going to be really interesting for, I mean, all rookies coming in this year, I think. Yeah, I wonder, you know, he was the number one draft pick out of the 2020 NFL draft first round. And I, I, I would like to see the Bengals be just not abysmal I I would I feel for Cincinnati and I think that maybe Joe Burrow could help I don't know I have no idea um but maybe that's a sleeper pick I just don't even know where he falls on the spectrum but I feel it in my bones I feel good about the guy that's fair all right we can't talk about QBs without talking about Tom Brady being a buck Give me your hot take. You're, you are the Patriots fan, and I would like to know genuinely how are you feeling about it? Because Tom is just not usually good for fantasy. So what do you think? I tend to agree with that statement. I also am a Tom Brady 
fan. So as much as I'm bummed that he's not on the Patriots, I'm just a fan. So I'm excited to see what he does in Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. And in sticking with my theme of reading from my magazine, he's got some pretty dope guys to throw to. He's got Mike Evans. He's got Chris Godwin. He obviously yeah. has his home. He's got his homie Rob. You know, Rob's not Bronky. partying on the beach. Rob's not going to be partying on the beach in Tampa anymore. He's going to be playing football out of with retirement. Tommy, so. I don't know. I mean, Tom's look, he's a beast. He's freaking never stops working. I, you know, I agree with you that he's usually not great, great for fantasy, but I do think he's acquired some like really stud uh, wide receivers, um, mm. you know, in um, in Evans and Godwin. So I think that's going to bode really well for him. And I think his experience going there is going to bode well for the Bucks. Listen, that's what a sleeper pick is for. You can put him on your potential sleeper list because he does have I will say in looking at across the board all of the players that he'll be looking to are fucking amazing he has an amazing across the board he he will have lots of people to throw to we all know that Tommy needs people to throw to he he's got he's got a bunch of spots opened up so I uh I could see it I could see it and also Tampa Bay doesn't seem so bad and retiring in Florida. So um, <laughs> could be the swan song, and I hate to say it, but it could be a good year. It could be. Well, I think that rounds out our QB look forward for 2020. What do you What do you think? That's everything I got, and I'm looking forward to um, to picking this back up tomorrow for our third of four mini episodes leading up to. That's exactly the sound that I was thinking in my head. It's amazing that you picked that up over Zoom video call. You picked it up. Well done. Should I just keep doing it and then you can announce (laughs) that we're dropping our first episode of season two on Friday? It was really just the perfect marriage of me moving my head around and you knowing exactly what was in my head at that moment. Oh, I'm so excited. Well, Michelle, as always, so much fun talking game with you. Quarterback breakdowns were fun, but tomorrow we're going wide receivers. So make sure you all tune in tomorrow, Wednesday, uh, for our wide receiver positional breakdown. We will see you then. 